good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kiran Mack. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Now let's just jump into today's top stories. So we will start today with the daily COVID numbers for Thailand. Um, yesterday, we had 3,058 confirmed cases uh, with 22 sad deaths. Um, yes, as usual, it's you know well above the 2,000 mark per day. So, as I say to everyone, always just uh, beware that uh, you know there is COVID in Thailand, and we need to obviously take care a bit better when we're out and about. Now, just some quick news for foreigners living in Phuket. Uh, you can now register as a non-work permit holder to receive a vaccine. You need to go to the Phuket Win website and I'll leave the link down below in uh, the description here because it's in Thai. And just go to that website, okay, that you see here and you go down to vaccination for non-work permit foreigners, okay? You just click on that, you fill out your details, your name, your date of birth, your visa type, your address in Thailand, just so you know that village number actually means the uh, the street number. So like Mu, Mu 2 or Mu 3, Mu 4, etc. And you just click submit. And then when you're finished all that, you can go back then and you can check uh, if you've been approved and uh, where your vaccine will be if you are approved. You just enter in the country from where your passport is from along with your passport number and click submit and that's it. Just some useful information for expats who are living uh, on Phuket. Krabi Hoteliers I Sandbox. Hoteliers in Krabi are banking on the Phuket Sandbox model to jumpstart international travel sentiment, paving the way for hotels to reopen and job recruitments to begin for the upcoming high season. Vishun Shishana, president of the Krabi Hotel Association, said hoteliers will closely watch the reaction to the Phuket Sandbox model before deciding about operations during the off-peak season. There are 848 registered hotels offering 24,000 rooms in Krabi. However, only 10% are operating at the moment and occupancy rates remain in the single digits. Ms. Vishapoon said the plan to reopen the country in 120 days sounds promising, but operators need practical details and clear directions to prepare their business in advance, such as hiring people and increasing cash flow. No matter the obstacles, the government should stick to the timeline to maintain tourism confidence, she said. It should fix problems one at a time instead of stopping the whole process. Vaccine administration is the top priority in major tourism areas, namely Koh Phi Phi, Ralei Bay, Koh Nha, Koh Lanta, Ao Nang, Klon Muang, which have a population of 46,108. However, achieving herd immunity in the whole province will happen only when 352,000 people are vaccinated. Ms. Vishapun said, if the country can open up in October, most hotels in Krabi will be ready to welcome guests, especially those in Kolanta. Hoteliers have already started to receive forward bookings from Scandinavian guests for January and February. Krabi has a strong legacy market with loyal guests from Scandinavian nations, where vaccination rates are high, who visit Thailand annually during winter, said Bill Barnett, managing director of C9 Hotel Works. Krabi has also the potential to attract local tourism seeking different experiences beside Hua Hin, Phuket or Pattaya. Moreover, 
The region's scenic landscape are an attraction for Instagram users. According to the latest report regarding the Krabi Hotel market conducted by C9 Hotel Works, Krabi, particularly the Aonang area, will welcome five global hotel brands providing a total of 1,096 rooms including Hilton, Holiday Inn Express, Move and Pick, Novotel and Club Med next year. The current pipeline is showing signs of maturity as it's attracting diverse upscale and luxury hotel properties compared to the market in the pre-pandemic area, which featured mostly unbranded mid-scale properties. So like every region, and this is not just about Krabi, but you can put areas like Panya, Kaulak, Hue Hin, Pattaya, all these areas, we now need, and what hoteliers and, and tourism businesses need, is a clear defined pathway to October 1. Because it's not a case that, well, we hotels can wait around for you know, the government just to reopen, there has to be a step-by-step -step process because right now most hotels are either closed and if they are open, they're operating on skeleton staff levels. Now, if you're going to open for international tourism, you know, these staff levels need to increase. You need to hire more people. You need to invest in more raw materials within the hotel and you need to just generally get your hotel ready to accept guests because a lot of hotels right now are just not ready. So unless there is a clear plan forward, then you know, reopening in, on October 1 is not going to be viable for many of these hotels. And the point to reopen is to bring back jobs and you know, money to Thailand and improve the economy and improve people's lifestyle you know, and finances, etc. So hopefully we can see a clear plan in the coming weeks, which will be a great help to the hotel industry and basically the tourism, tourism industry within Thailand. Now some updates on the Phuket Sandbox model. The government have confirmed that Phuket is 62% vaccinated. The national government has announced that Phuket province is now ready for, to go ahead with the Phuket Sandbox reopening to limited quarantine-free tourism for fully vaccinated international visitors and confirmed that the province's vaccine rollout is gaining speed with some 62% of the local population now having received at least one dose. Now that's not fully vaccinated and you're being a bit tricky with the numbers. Phuket's province is now just steps away from vaccinating 70% of its population, a target set to enable a safe reopening of the island. According to a set of data from the Department of Disease Control published by the Ministry of Higher Education, Science, Research and Innovation, 339,000 people in Phuket or around 62% of the local population has already received the first jabs of COVID-19 with 165,000 people or 30% of the population fully vaccinated with both doses. Phuket's vice governor said the province's vaccine rollout could covers Phuket residents, the non-registered population of farm workers, the report explained. Now, just really quick on that. So, there's a lot of trickery with the numbers here in Phuket. Initially, they said the population of Thailand of Phuket was approximately 600,000 and that 70% was needed to be to apply the herd immunity standard, which was approximately, I think, 460,000 or so. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the 460,000 became the new population of Phuket. And now they're using 70% of 460,000, which is just complete and utter, utter 
nonsense, but they seem to like to move the goalposts here to suit themselves, which I think is not really fair on people when you will not have that 70% that you have spoken about achieved and it's not being achieved. I mean, first dose, not even a second dose. I thought it was fully vaccinated residents on the island. We're asking tourists to come here fully vaccinated, but we won't fully vaccinate the people on the island. To me, that's completely off and wrong. Now, another update on the Phuket Sandbox model was about this tracking wristband they've been talking about. Now, my sources tell me the tracking wristband is only for people who do not have a mobile phone where the tracking app can be loaded onto. So maybe an older person with a, you know, an old Nokia phone or something like this where you can't download apps. That is what the tracking wristband is for. Another thing that I found out is there will be a mandatory PCR test on arrival when you get to Phuket Airport. And you will get the result within 12 hours of arriving, which means you have to stay in your room for the first 12 hours while you wait for the results of that test. Now that has been broadcast on the official line group chats of tourism in Phuket, Krabi and Panya area. So it's fairly reliable at this stage, but this is just some updates on what they're talking about. Now we're still the 18th of June and it still hasn't been published in the Royal Gazette, so it's not law yet. And they released also yesterday a the list of uh, low, moderate and high risk countries that will be able to visit Thailand. So you have to be low and moderate, you can't be in the high risk areas. Um, it's interesting as there's confusion over this list, as you would expect here in Thailand, there's always confusion. But the confusion is, is that the Ministry of Health release this data every two weeks, whereas the Ministry for Foreign Affairs, who would supply the data to the embassies, only release it once a month. So there's a disconnect between both or both departments at the moment. So they need to get their shit together and be communicating. Uh, things change around the world very fast. So, you know, every two weeks seems about right. But then if you're a tourist, let's be honest, you're only able to operate within a two week period because maybe your country is getting worse and they might put you on the list and then you won't be able to travel. For example, right now, Sweden is on that list for red zone uh, countries. So is Belgium, I've seen. Uh, so is Italy, Greece. There's a number of European countries on it right now. So they won't be able to travel to uh, Phuket under the sandbox model. But these are all things to know. Of course, as I said, once the actual final thing is published, I will do a uh, explanatory video for you guys and go through everything from A to Z so that anyone thinking of coming has the facts and they'll be all there for you to go over anytime you like. But uh, yeah, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep our eye on that story and we'll see how it pans out over the next week or so. CCSA issues new color-coded province rankings. The Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration today, June 18, defined a new national zoning structure as part of its COVID-19 control measures. The new system is color-coded and determined by the severity of the pandemic situation in the respective province. Dark red ranks as maximum and it then descends to red, orange and yellow. The new zone structure will come into effect this Monday, June 21. Phuket, Panya and Krabi are all classified as yellow zones along with 51 other 
provinces nationwide. As part of the new zoning structure, CCSA spokesman Dr. Tawisat confirmed today that some disease control measures will be relaxed as of Monday. In regards to yellow zones, restaurants, schools, shopping centers, and department stores can all revert to operating as usual. Sports facilities will be permitted to open with limited spectators, and crowds no greater than 200 people are allowed to gather. It is understood that by reverting to usual conditions, restaurants will be permitted to serve alcohol to customers, although this was not specifically stated. Entertainment venues such as pubs and bars will remain closed until further notice. It must be stressed, however, that despite this announcement being made by national level at, by the CCSA, ultimately all decisions are at the discretion of the provincial authorities and governors within their respective provinces. At the current time, there has been no official comment by authorities in Phuket. Now, basically, the article goes on to talk about the different zones and what you can and can't do in it. So, uh, for people who are quite interested in going to Phuket, uh, currently, there's been no change. Alcohol still cannot be served there in a restaurant. Um, but let's hope a little common sense prevails with this governor. Sometimes I don't think he, he operates with much. He doesn't seem to understand the tourism industry and what's coming. But I mean, at the end of the day, if we're going to have tourists coming in July 1st, we need minimum restaurants open serving a drink. Minimum. I mean, if you're going to reopen for tourism, everything should be open. But can we start somewhere at least? You know, a little common sense. You know, just thinking about the people that are coming to Thailand who will be coming for a holiday, want to enjoy themselves. Um, but th this color code thing as well, I mean, this is the third or fourth time in the last couple of months that they've changed the color code sy color system. Nobody seems to be able to keep track of it anymore. Dark red, red, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't keep track of it myself anymore. But nevertheless, for people out there, there is a, a, a gradual reduction uh, in the control measures throughout the country. Though I will say that these reduction of measures are not in line with the fact that the COVID infections seem to be going up. So I'm starting to get a bit of a feeling here in the country that the government are just trying to vaccinate their way out of trouble rather than put in strict measures on people to control what they're doing and slow down the pandemic. I'm starting to get a little bit of a feeling that kind of they've thrown in the towel in relation to the fight against COVID and hoping that vaccinations do the job. But We'll see how it works along. I mean, you know, it is what it is right now. And uh, there's very little us as people here on the ground can do other than, you know, just stay safe and uh, hope we can get vaccinated at some point in time. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.